Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super excited to get into another very exciting episode of the Roger Roger podcast. Yeah, this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, We all know Visions is getting closer every day, and I am getting kind of more pumped for it as we go along. Yeah, like we've been saying, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. We just got off the Bad Batch not even that long ago, and it's only a matter of weeks before we are into yet another new Star Wars TV show. And this is, of course, Visions. Visions, everybody. Star Wars colon Visions. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys don't know, I'm sure you do. This is a project that Lucasfilms and a bunch of other um, studios are doing. It's a collaboration where seven, maybe six, depending on how specific you're getting, uh, Japanese animation studios are doing episodes or short films, we're not sure about the length, for Star Wars. And none of them are canon. Some of them play off established canon. Some of them extend established canon. But they're basically just standalone stories in the Star Wars universe and I think that's a really awesome thing that we don't really get to see, or we haven't seen in a long time. No, it, we haven't. It's uh, the show. Desc- again, if you if you've seen the trailer, it's like they call it a collection of animated short films presented mm-hmm. quote through the lens of the world's best anime creators that offers quote a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. So it's basically Star Wars anime anthology <laughs> which is you know sold as far as i'm concerned yeah. like we've there's been a lot of great anthology shows coming on a bunch of different mm-hmm. streaming platforms you know we've gotten um in the, the one that i was watching recently that this kind of reminds me of is uh love death and robots That's which great. is an animated anthology series it's not anime specifically and it's not through the lens of any particular narrative it's just Usually they're kind of sci-fi or horror, yeah. But they could be lit- the comedies as well. Mm-hmm. Where that was just a prompt where it was pick either love, um, what was it, love, death, and robots. Pick one of these, make it a thing, and it was fantastic. Yes, and really diverse animation styles in that show as well whereas this one it seems to be like i mean we're going to get a bunch of different styles but they're all animated so they're all going to be this like anime style and it will be really interesting to see what some of these studios come up with and derek has done a fantastic job diving into who these japanese animation studios are the work that they have done maybe the episode in which they are responsible for on visions and we're just going to go through them all as part of our hype episode before all these episodes will be released on september 22nd and from what we've seen, we believe that all the episodes are going to be released at once on September mm-hmm. 22nd, but that may be subject to change. So head, take a look out for that. But shall we not delay, Derek? Shall we Shall we just get into I one think of these so. studios? Yeah, I love how uh, I'm going to present these because I can't pronounce any of them. So ex- um, excuse not only my pronunciation, but some of the things about each studio and... Um, maybe some of their famous series because I have not seen all of these. We're mm-hmm. doing um, we're doing our best, but I have seen some of them, so don't worry. Um, and I like what you said. So even um, before um, when you mentioned they're all anime, but they the styles from each studio are incredibly different, mm-hmm. and they all a lot of I think they picked this specific set on purpose because they have a very different visual style, and it will really feel like a. Um, I feel like a, an anthology instead of just a bunch of it's not nine episodes done by the same studio these are all so vastly different it's like western cartoons you know you can't just bunch them into one category right. all studios look different right there's going to be some that are like more hand-drawn style some of them more computer cgi style it's going to run the gambit it looks like and so 
what what we can't what we can do is kind of speculate based on one the trailer that we've seen and then two the work that these studios have done in the past some of these things may sound very familiar to you anime fans out there uh some of it you may have never heard of before uh i am i'm an anime fan but i haven't gone too too deep i've seen the you know the common ones that you usually see right. i've seen your dragon balls i've seen your death <laughs> notes <laughs> you know I, i've seen those but once we get into the deeper stuff you, you the, some deep me. cuts here yeah yeah you know, they're not really if you're a, a real anime fan these are not deep cuts but for um a casual viewer a casual they <laughs> they are so um so our first studio is kamikaze dogma dogma i don't think it's dogma but duga d-o-u-g-a yeah. And um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is their flagship mm. series. That is a supernatural fighting action anime with a very, very distinct style to it. Yes. Now, I've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but I'm, I already know a lot about it through memes and through like Reddit yeah. and stuff. They have lovingly embraced JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I've seen clips of it here and there. I know it's got a huge following. I know it's mm-hmm. a big deal in the world of anime, and, I, and I've seen clips, and like you said, it's very bright and colorful and stylized. And the facial expressions with right, very like acting. flamboyant characters, with, right? With these big face expressions, exactly right. Yeah, it's one of the most parodied and homaged in other animes as well. It's it's very um, influential, and even and I believe there was something going on in the ma- manga not too long ago that um, I think it's still running, and they were stuck on a boat. I'm not joking <laughs> for a very 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 long time. There's something like that, and um, people people love the show and the the and the manga and this um this is a 17 plus rating and so their episode is going to be called the duel the visions episode which focuses now, on wait, a, is oh, this what? is the duel gonna be have a 17 plus rating or does jojo's have a 17 jojo's plus? Okay, so i was gonna I, say right yeah it would surprise me for star wars to do a 17 plus i'd love it no yeah <laughs> it no i think harsh. they're gonna yeah i think these are gonna be in the 13 age mm-hmm. uh you know what is that it's PG gonna 13? be like as family friendly as possible right. it'll have an edge to it i would imagine but um yeah i don't know if we're gonna but i'm just comparing because all of the, any ratings you guys hear are going to be for the sh- uh, the anime the not visions the original um creation from one of these studios just to compare like i have a feeling if jojo's is 17 plus the duel is going to be as pg-13 as we can get you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. it's going to just be under the r rating is my guess and this Mm -hmm. focuses on a jedi and sith in a alternate universe based in japanese lore very heavily um Ronin wandering samurai vibes and it actually ties a bit into the star wars visual novel ronin and uh, I think it features one of the characters or an homage to one of the characters. And it looks like it's going to be incredible. It looks like a very traditional samurai um, movie with a very cool black and white style. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're fighting with lightsabers. Yeah, what I'm hoping to see from this one, obviously, the like through the lens of Star Wars, like Star Wars, but with like samurai influence and like feudal Japan influence, which I'm excited to see what that looks like. But the other thing I'm really hoping to see from this, I mean, it's called the duel. So I'm looking forward to see, and it's got Jedi and Sith. So I'm going to be, I'm hoping that there's going to be a long, elaborate, intricate fight scene, which Mm -hmm. animes are, are already known for. And, Especially JoJo's, I believe. Right. So to see what they're going to do with that, I mean, that has me very excited. And then I was reading for this episode in particular, The Duel, Delray Books is going to publish a, a a novel around it. And it's called Ronin, A Visions Novel that will be released in October. Uh, so they seem to be really excited about this one. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking forward to it when it... That's the first one I'm going to watch. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I might watch these in order. Um, yeah. I think, but, you and know, especially this you one know. is the first listed, so I'm assuming it's going to be the first in the play order as well. But mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. So again, and you guys could maybe I could post links to my pictures because um, I don't think I when I research these I don't think I I think I lined up each episode to a clip in the trailer. 
Um, but something, you know, there's definitely a bit of amb ambiguity there because I don't think anybody 100% knows, but I think you could figure it out. So, right. Um, all right. So the next one is uh, Geno Studio, mm -hmm. and um, their flagship anime is Golden Kam Kamui? Kamui? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Kamui? Either way, this is a um, an action adventure um, anime based in the Russo-Japanese War. It is again a, a 17 plus historical setting, um, kind of real world themes. This is a darker anime, and it um, th this is not something you usually see. I'm, I'm, one of the reviews of this I was looking was like, "Hey, just because it doesn't take place in a school doesn't mean it's not a good anime." Because <laughs> this is yeah, which is you know this is a real life um, kind of vibe to it obviously it's anime it's so like it's, historical fiction right I, yeah. with an anime twist i believe there's some supernatural elements and stuff mm -hmm. but um very serious very dark and talks about you know the civility of war and death and all that stuff and the again another very specific it's hard to talk about visual styles over a podcast but right. this has a yeah very traditional anime um modern anime look to it very sharp and um, I think this is this one is a little interesting to me because the episode of Visions the studio is doing is called Lop and Ocho. Lop and Ocho. Yes, mm -hmm. and which gives off very Studio Ghibli vibes actually. And um, it if you saw the trailer, it has that bunny girl, and she's the uh, and she's friends with the daughter of a quote space yakuza family kind of like a found family vibe mm -hmm. and this does not look like the their most famous anime at all they're like complete opposites so this is an interesting <laughs> take to me nice maybe they're it, it seems like this project these studios were encouraged to be given as much creative freedom as possible which is not right. something you normally see with star wars unfortunately mm -hmm. in the past and i think they're really trying to you know make amends to the fans for some of that stuff it's like let's give right. these creators full creative control i mean to part of to do that they these stories are non-canon which i don't know if we said at the top but these are non-canon stories um so i i think that also even it's like reins are off like whatever you can do so to see mm -hmm. um the studio in particular uh to, to see geno studio go away from their big show and try something different. Uh, I'm all for that. And yeah, mm -hmm. it, 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 the premise, I don't know, Lop and Ocho, it sounds like maybe they're like, a, there's going to be some fun dynamics there and we'll see how much character work they can build into a short film. Right. I wonder how long these are going to be, but, and I, who knows, this could get dark just because it looks like a Miyazaki film. And for you, um, I mentioned that before Studio Ghibli, if you guys don't know, they, they did some very famous um, works like uh, My Neighbor Totoro, mm -hmm. um, Kiki's Delivery Service. What's the other, there's another famous um, one. Spirited um, Away is their Spirited Away, huge yeah. Oscar winning one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, One of my favorite I, movies, by the way. Yeah, it's great. I've seen I've seen probably half that catalog. It's very good, mm -hmm. especially since it came on HBO Max. Oh yeah. Um so and then this one just like The Bad Batch takes a place between episode 3 and episode 4, which is such an interesting time. And there's a lot of crime family stuff going on with like the Pikes and the Fets and stuff. So maybe this is a take on how before the empire has complete control these crime families really got a much stronger foothold in their territories. And he's like a space Yakuza boss, something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And it's then, around yeah. like Bad Batch times, Rogue yeah. One times between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So that's a time period that has interested us a lot recently. So mm -hmm. who knows? Who knows? I have a feeling Lop is the rabbit girl. Just my guess. <laughs> I have no idea, but that seems like a she good said. Bet. It sounds like it would be the right name. Yeah, lop sounds like hop. Bunnies. <laughs> I have a fe I I don't know why I think the Japanese word for rabbit starts with an L too. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's true though. I have I don't speak a lick of Japanese. So what is the next? Uh, is the next studio we got? 
Oh, wait, I do kind of know because I've read the comic Usage Yojimbo, which is um, Rabbit Ronin. Yeah. So Usagi. It's not. Usagi is Rabbit. I actually, actually did I know that. You, I got to give myself yeah. some more credit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I read that anime. Now that's I was an think, anime. Yeah. <laughs> I got the L from lepus, which is the one of the Latin terms for a rabbit, I believe. And I knew that from there is a movie called Night of the Lepus, and it is about um, giant bunnies attacking a town um, in the in the like the homage to them, which is giant ants attacking a town. Interesting. Uh, you're into some weird stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're it's they're old school um, ho- uh, horror movies. Like the, it's like from I don't know, like the early '50s or something. Oh and, wow! It's like dum dum dum. Yeah, it's and real the... <laughs> cheesy stuff. Yeah, and then Night of the Lepus was an homage to that and came out in I think the '80s. It's some it's some uh, hysterical. It's not supposed to be funny, but. It's very funny. It's silly because uh, they're ants and, or bunnies, and it's you're like, what are you doing? All right. Anyway, I've seen so Monty back on Python with the bunny that, that, yeah. that kills people. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll be vicious. Maybe will be vicious. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. So next is Studio Colorado, 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 Colorado. Yeah. C O L O R I D O. So not Colorado, Colorado. No, Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. Who knows? So um, this studio is um, very – most of their works are contained stories or movies, usually in the PG uh, to PG-13 range, and a very smooth, beautiful animation style. Um, And they're a little – I wouldn't say cerebral, but a little off the beaten path. A lot Mm. of weird – like, again, if you've seen any of the Miyazaki films and they always have a kind of a weird premise, like a flying island, flying ship, or, you know – there's something weird to all of these movies. Their most famous, I believe, is Penguin Highway, which is a fantasy sci-fi, and a like a genius kid has a crush on a researcher. They go on an adventure to in- destroy a floating levitation, levitating ocean sphere, but only penguins can help save the day. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, one of their others, I believe it's on Netflix, and it was very, very popular for the time it came out. It's actually on my watch list. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's called The Whisker Away, and it's about a girl that could turn into a, a cat. It's kind of like a um, supernatural comedy, romance, drama type thing, and um, I, I've been wanting to watch that. And lastly on their list is, um, probably under the radar for most people, they actually did a short film called Poketune, which was, or Poketune. Which mm-hmm. is like a series of shorts for the Pokemon company, and um, the most popular one was kind of in the tradition of early Disney cartoons, so it's not even a Japanese animation, it's early Western animation, and it's about like just a slapstick comedy of two Pokemon on a train. It's interesting, yeah, this Poketunes really sticks really out well from animated. the other two works that you had mentioned. The other two are like, look very like traditional, like anime style like you could mm-hmm. you'd see in a ghibli movie or something but this poke tunes one is very like steamboat willy cuphead mm-hmm. you know the those kind of vibes and i wonder if they'll adopt one of those styles or if they'll go in a totally different direction well so their um visions episode is called tap uh, tatooine rhapsody so Ooh. it's actually uh, i don't think it's a music video but they call it a rock opera style film maybe they you know, heard the Star Wars space opera thing, and they were like, "Let's make that a literal, oh, so uh, make it more like, literal." I wonder. It's, I think it's going to be musical. Have in this one, that's pretty Yeah, cool. and and it's um it's going to take place on Tatooine. We already saw from the trailer. There's a little Boba Fett in it. There's a little Jabba in it. We see the Mos Espa circuit from Episode One. That's the pod race track, and I believe there was also a, a scene where um. I think it was uh, X-Wing was face-planted in the sand, so now we have a time frame. It's going to be at least after Episode 4, I think. Mm. And uh, But who knows? And this one looks really cool. It has a very... It does not look like Penguin Highway and Whisker Away, which is a very clean... Like, you could tell they're a movie. They had a lot of time to spend on animation. This one is more of a... Um, a cartoony vibe, not as cartoony as Poketune, obviously, but like early Japanese 
anime, like early, early, and I think it might be an homage to that a little bit. It's a very cool look, and I think this was a chance for them to reach out of the box more and do something totally new, which is probably what they want to do. Yeah, I wonder what kind of music we're going to get from something called Tatooine Rhapsody. It's It, it makes me wonder, like, who they're going to, like, what, what kind of music are they going to do, like, electric guitar rock and roll or yeah i believe they are Ah. because i saw there are some electric guitars in some of the clips from visions um and a couple of screenshots that i saw have electric i think it's going to be a maybe not rock and roll but there's going to be electric guitar in it okay okay i'm down it's it's nice to see all these different vastly different approaches to this premise of like hey anime studio make a star wars short film and then it's just like the different things that we're going to be getting from this we're going to get the duel we're going to get a rock opera we're going to get a bunny girl (laughs) we're going to get all kinds of stuff (laughs) i'm really excited to see it it's a whole bunch of new ideas who knows maybe some of them will even stick they say it's non-canon but you never hey, you can know. have a non-canon story and continue it. There's nothing. That's what Legends was for the entire time it existed. <laughs> right. You know, and I like this because I actually poked around on Disney Plus. There's a bunch of new stuff on there. Some weird Ewok stuff, and that we could check around the Caravan of Courage. There's some mm-hmm. weird stuff there. But they, in this classic Star Wars section, they also have. Um, the Clone Wars, the old Clone Wars series that won some awards for its animation. Um, it's only about all of them. They're short, really short films. They're only about two hours, maybe three hours, all of them in total. And that's kind of like its own contained story. I don't think that's canon, but it's very, very cool. And I, just any Star Wars is great. It doesn't have to always further the canon. Preach, preach. I agree yep. completely. And speaking of not contributing to the canon... Who is the next studio that we are yes. working with? We are going with Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger, um, this is actually one of the ones I have more familiarity with, and mm-hmm. I think you do too. Mm-hmm. They're known for um, Kill the Kill, mm-hmm. Darling in the Franks, Little Witch Academia, and BNA, uh, among others, but I picked those because those, I've seen all of those. <laughs> Yeah, I you've seen all of these? Wow. I have seen all of them. I didn't know they were all um, Studio Trigger, but apparently I am a big Studio Trigger fan. Apparently. I've seen Kill the Kill, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and I'm kind of surprised to see that PG-13 rating next to it. That's, I thought yeah, it would be I was a little higher up too. I did not, rating yeah. than that. But that's one that has really elaborate fight scenes, really elaborate character designs, some good mm-hmm. drama. It's a Very cool animation. Serial, yeah. They're they're known for um, their animation, in my at least in my opinion, they're known to me for their animation because it is different. It is not just cookie cutter animation. It's not. It is. I mean, the op- the first couple of episodes of Kill the Kill, the animation was unreal. It was like something I've never seen anything like that before. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Darling in the Franks, I'm actually watching right now, which I didn't know that it had anything to do with Visions when I started it, which was kind of funny. <laughs> and um, Little Witch Academia, again, very that is a G rating. That is very that's just a cute little anime about witches. And then BNA it was very popular on Netflix for a while. Um, these all have an action element to them, an adventure element to them, super uh, supernatural, superpower, fantasy, something like that going on in all of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's usually some sort of uh, underlying theme with most of these. Trigger is big on, despite being um, a little raunchy or too raunchy at times, they, are, they all have metaphors and um, uh, themes going throughout all of these, especially the three, the four that I've watched, and I think that could really—they think about what they're doing. It's not just yeah, and on surface really level. Interesting world building, power structures, power leveling systems in Kill a mm-hmm. Kill that I've always liked, and yeah, the the character design was always really cool. And yeah, I was a, I was a big fan. And they go all over the place. Like Kill a Kill is an action. Darling in the Franks is actually a mech anime. Um, Little Witch uh, Academia is magic, and BNA is kind of like a dystopian future sci-fi. Mm. Um, so while also being fantasy, um, so they're all over the place. They do a lot, and I'm. This is the two I'm almost uh, the most interested in. They're doing the twins and the elder. They're so the twins. They're doing two. Yes. Oh. 
Um, and I have a feeling, again, these are going to be closer to a PG rating than a... Because if their PG-13 is what their PG-13 is, it's not going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> so The Twins is a story of two twins of the dark side. A very cool premise. Ooh. takes place after episode nine, and it kind of talks about what happens when the clash of the Empire First Order resistance, all of that is over or just about wrapping up, final battles and such, and it looks just like, not just like Kill a Kill, but it's like, you could yeah, tell I that's where they I was seeing the notes here that you have written. You said there's, mm-hmm. um, one of the twins has six sabers that act like cloth. <laughs> that's yeah. doesn't surprise me coming from Kill a Kill, where clothing was a huge the part mi- of their like weapons and mm-hmm. fighting and some of the clothes were sentient and mm-hmm. things like that, and they use clothes to fight. So, so it, yeah, in the trailer, it looked like her six lightsabers shot out. She could control the length, and it wrapped around, I'm assuming, her twin's lightsaber, and she tried to wrench it out of his hand? Hmm. I'm not really... Dueling twins, eh? That's what it, that's what it looks like, and it... Um, it looked great. Uh, this I'm really pumped for this. They are probably one. voiced by Neil Patrick Harris and Allison Brie. I see on Wikipedia. There's two characters that get those credits. Oh, well, we'll we'll start talking about voices later. Ooh, we got a little okay. dubs versus subs coming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yes, the, oh, we forgot to mention the voice cast for the English version is unreal. There's some really, like you said, Allison Brie, Neil Patrick Harris, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. Lucy Liu, I think. Yeah. Um. Who else was on there? Um, so a couple of other big ones. Yeah, yeah. There's several. Well, first off, I mean, there's uh, George Takei. Is oh, on yeah. Here. Huge, huge. <laughs> Love. I can't believe I forgot him. Yeah, he's big. There's um, the actor that was in um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings there. Mm-hmm. Um, Simu Liu, he, Liu is... Uh, on there so disney he, uh little uh, vertical in- or oh, horizontal integration there yeah he's the the latest disney darling yep. <laughs> as of the time of this recording this is opening mm-hmm. weekend for the 10 rings so that's very exciting uh yeah there's a few other people i recognize like the actress uh who was in the boys she played like the silent asian woman in the boys is on here so that's pretty cool. I always thought she was talented. Karen Fukuhara. Uh, I haven't seen. She was uh, also in uh, Suicide Squad, the original one. She wore the mask the whole time and she had the katana. Uh, but yeah, if you don't remember, I don't remember Suicide Squad 2016 version. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, some big names here. But uh, big studios as well, right, Derek? Oh yeah. Uh, and so let's talk about their second episode, which also looks unreal. Uh-huh. This has the completely different visual style than uh, Kill a Kill, Darling in the Franks. Those all kind of look a little alike. Doesn't look anything like the um, the Twins episode. This one is called The Elder, and it's set before the events of The Phantom Menace. And I think it's kind of just basically a Jedi and a Padawan, and they come across a mysterious foe. And what happens? So Ooh. might be another awesome duel is what it sounds like. And the the villain in this I looks like he's a very old man, a very traditional anime old bad guy look vibe to it. Uh, and I assume he's the Sith. And he's got, uh, I think he dual wields red lightsabers. He's got that gross, like evil look to him. And uh, this one looks, looks like it's going to be killer. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's you know he's dressed in like a gi, very Dragon Ball Z yep. kind of look to it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited because I like some of these action scenes is what I might be looking forward to the most. Just seeing cool new weapons, cool new force techniques, some fast-paced lightsaber battle action yep. things. I wish these Star Wars movies had more of them. Like I just want to see two people with lightsabers fight each other. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Is that too For much? For some to reason, ask? it is. Yes. So I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch yep. of these epic battles in these short films 
And uh, according to my research, both of these films lean on existing, not lean on, but they relate to existing Star Wars canon, which is cool. So like we've said in the, uh, the beginning of this, you don't need any information. You could just jump right into these. But some of, the, uh, some of them will have homages or so themes. So this one or... tried to embed itself in the lore a little bit more. Yes, both of them. Some of the so, others who yeah. are a little bit more Open, fast and loose. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the twins is specifically post- Ray defeating Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And this one is specifically before the Phantom Menace. So maybe we have a little... F- uh, who knows? I, uh, maybe maybe it's... Um, how cool would it be if it was the Visions version of Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon? That would, that would be, be nuts. Yeah. Versing... Uh, you know, I doubt, though, because they would know who the... They would know there's a Sith out there, but... But again, it's non-canon, so who cares? Right, we've seen Boba Fett in the trailer, but mm-hmm. and Jabba too, maybe. But those are really the only two characters that we know of that are going to be from actual Star Wars canon in these shows. Otherwise, it's all new stuff. Yeah, really. I mean, we've seen an X-Wing. We've seen uh, in the, the Twins episode, there are two, I think, battling Star Destroyers. But even ships, I haven't seen a lot of ships that I've seen. It's a very new take on Star Wars. It's very cool. I agree. Um, so next studio is Bum. Kinema Citrus. Kinema Citrus. Kinema Citrus. Kinema. Kinema. Like yeah. Cinema, but with a K. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, is Cinema Citrus? Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. So they're known for a Made in Abyss, which is a R-rated sci-fi fantasy mystery kind of movie. It, um, from what I gather, I might add this to my watch list. It looks kind of interesting. There, it looks very dark, which is odd because it looks like it stars children. And they're exploring like a, there's this giant chasm, the abyss, with interesting tech from the past and mystery. People don't come out once they go exploring, but I think they have to go exploring for resources. And it just, I'm surprised. I think the rating was R for violence and profanity. And I was like, wow, this nice. is not what I expected <laughs> looking at like the, um, the poster for it. So... Um, Another one they do is Rising of the Shield Hero, which I believe their first season just ended or semi-recently. I believe it was very popular. It's another addition into the Isekai genre, which is basically a guy from Earth is thrown into a fantasy world. Mm, interesting. And that's called Isekai? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the most prominent. People are kind of getting sick of it. Some people love it, but it's the most prominent a type of anime right now and it's an action adventure i believe it's very dark from what i've heard one of my friends watches it and he's recommended it heavily so i uh it's on my watch list too but i haven't gotten to it and um another one i think they're most famous is black bullet Mm -hmm. which is an action sci-fi mystery again rated r and this one kind of gives us speaking of um we just watched blade runner this one gives me a kind of a blade runner vibe but instead of um replicants it's like infected humans and it's not really a noir it's more of a i believe a cyberpunk kind of feel okay which you know and um now here's the twist their episode is called the village bride and it's centered around a wedding on an unknown planet with action-packed results at the end but it that's it it's just a wedding supposed mm-hmm. to be nice the the pictures for, that i could gather from it everything seems it's to, it's not really like some of their um their other animations they're they're very diverse in their animation style and i think this one is supposed to be a little more low key than their other stuff and it doesn't sound like a, a very dark r rated mm-hmm. genre like they're used to maybe i don't know we there's could be, could yeah. From what I results at a wedding sounds like it could get pretty intense, but hard to say for certain. I yeah, wonder. I am. I'm intrigued by this one because Kinema Citrus is all over the place, and uh, it's usually dark. This one could have like a twist. It could get. I know they said. I know mountains are a big theme in Japanese um, animation, Japanese culture in general. So there's. I know there's something about that in here. Maybe it's like. Um, a shrine type of thing yeah i'm not sure but this one is it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes i guarantee this one's going to have a, a twist to it okay well yeah i'm looking forward to it i mean sometimes these ones with the most simple of premises can 
can deliver on some really like intense storytelling, intense character building. So mm-hmm. I just like that I'm seeing something different, you know. So yeah, all of these are different. I mean, yeah. two, a couple of them have are centered around duels, but they're all duels in completely different styles too. Right, right. You know, one is um, a duel. Um, and I think the duel is actually going to be a bigger piece than it sounds like. Mm. The elder, I think, is going to be a straight duel between these two factions, and the twins is going to be like a huge scale duel of kind of legend style, ridiculously powerful force entities. Mm. And you don't really see that in anything but legends so far. I mean, you saw it at the end where Palpatine is like force lightninging the entire sky but that's where legends was going with ridiculous power levels and i think you get to see that from uh, the twins which is great because their triggers over so over the top so even in the same premise they're all going to be different which is kind of cool to me yeah i'm looking forward to it Mm -hmm. and i'm looking forward to talking about these last two studios here yeah. So our next one is Science S A R U. Um, it's in caps, so I, it might be an abbreviation, or is it Saru? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They've done um, their most famous, I think, is Devilman Crybaby, which is an action horror supernatural um, type of show where um, I think two friends or just one friend accidentally get possessed. But if you're you're strong enough willed, you can control the demon inside you and utilize his powers. But I think it takes a toll on you. You know, a gen, you so know, like a um, complex like magic system situation. I believe so. Yeah, and it's all. I I believe it's about fighting demons, stuff like that, maybe metaphorically. Cool. And um, and that one's very famous. The other one is Ride Your Wave, which is um, completely the opposite. In my opinion, it's more of like a um, a starts off as a tragedy. It's a journey of self discovery. Um, Big on surfing. The visuals look very. It's like why is it called Ride Your Wave? Yeah, yeah. It's a surfing anime. I don't. It's. I don't think it's about surfing. It's just surfing is big in in it, and it's very. uh, It looks. It's very stylized. Very pretty, and it's just like complete opposite of (laughs) Devil Man. Devil. Man, crybaby. So the this is another studio doing two. Nice. The first one um, is oh here we go. Akakiri. 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 Yeah. Akakiri. Yeah. Um, and it's another. It's kind of similar to the Village Bride. It centers around a wedding, and I believe this one is going another to delve. Wedding, eh? Yeah, this one is going to delve into the problems of a jedi marrying the giving up uh, com- committing oh. to committing to a person committing to the one you love i believe it's um, going to be a jedi and a princess kind of story which is huge in japanese folklore they usually have a samurai maybe not a samurai but a a fighter and a princess there are many stories um even other anime that have rehashed this idea it's a very traditional japanese folklore idea even princess mononoke i think is a theme on that Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's another wedding this one maybe is a little more closely to the anakin padme story where you have to hide your relationship and then you're not being true to yourself and this is going to be maybe a more emotional one which is very a very cool idea yes um Strong character works, um, psychological developments, mm-hmm. themes around relationships, maybe a little peek into the philosophy of the Jedi, maybe a little criticism there that we can explore. Yeah. Uh, I know we've had a lot to say about it when we were going through our prequel discussions between Anakin and Padme, so it'll be interesting to see what another studio does with that similar mm-hmm theme with new characters new story new stuff like that and i have a feeling they're gonna have the same thoughts that we might have so i'm interested to see how that gets played out and yeah this mm-hmm. this is a cool very cool one to me because this theme of a a knight or samurai or a common person marrying and in love with a princess is all over japanese folklore there's um, like I said, Princess Mononoke, but there's also versions of it where the princess, like, um, their relationship, I believe there's one with the moon, 
There's one where the princess kind of like saps the energy out of. There's definitely some twists to this. Like they and they have to break up at the end because it's not feasible for them. You know, it messes with nature or it messes with the town or it messes. This one could be very interesting and it plays on. Uh, I think anybody that's very familiar with Japanese folklore could probably see the start of this episode and know where it's going. I'll have maybe a couple of ideas, but it, it might be a very traditional, uh, a very new take on a traditional story, which is very cool. Cool, cool. And you said they had very one other cool. one, right? Yes. Very so cool. this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. Uh, T-O-B-1, um, or T-0-B-1, kind of like a C-3PO type of name. Right, and right. R2-D-2 he, kind of name. Right. And uh, this is about EBA a... kind of name. Yeah, exactly. A droid who wants to be a Jedi. How fun oh, is that? And uh, you know I love... Dro- a little bit. Mm-hmm. Haven't we seen droid Jedi before? Is that a thing that we've seen? So. <laughs> I don't think so. Other than Grievous. Grievous, but he wasn't a but Jedi. But he, he wanted to kill Jedi. He <laughs> this this droid wants to be a Jedi. He um, I think he idolizes them. He he, he looks like um, this one. Everybody's been saying he looks like Astro Boy. It's a very retro Japanese look. It's about a uh, you know kind of like a Mega Man type thing, a, a a creation that is sentient and has feelings and wants to. Um, you know, uh, go down his own path and not stray away from what a droid or a robot's supposed to do. And he finds out what he's capable capable of. I think this one's just a feel-good story. It's going to be a nice, fun one. Yeah, it seems like a really cute character design, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some hot merch after this one airs, you know? Oh, he's going to be a plushie, for ah, sure. Nice. Uh, there's no way I'm, <laughs> I'm doubting that. <laughs> also, there's no way I'm not going to get a T-0-B-1 plushie. <laughs> no, no. I was like, I just okay. Say, no, I'm good. I, <laughs> I hope they make it for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guarantee they're going to make it, but I'll buy some other merch. Um, I'm sure. But this but this one looks really fun to me. I'm excited for this one. Um, and it's just a fun theme. It's a fun idea. And you know I love – I've talked about this a lot on the show – droid sentience and them becoming their own people. And that's one of my themes that I love in Star Wars that's never, ever touched on mm-hmm. or almost never. And it is in Legends a little bit. There's a there's actually a game or two that talk about it, but it's very – you don't see it a lot. And this is one I'm looking forward to for not just that reason but other reasons too. Well said. Yep, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm looking. I'm also looking forward to seeing like what characters stick out amongst all of these episodes. You know, because Star Wars oh, the, yeah. is, is so plugged into the meme economy right now. I'm I'm just wondering if any of these characters are gonna are gonna take off like uh, you know Baby Yoda status. Um, I don't know. Pro- I would I would assume yeah there's no way it's not this I have a feeling visions is going to be bigger than the bad batch and just it's going to be unreal to a lot of people this is going to be a big deal I think okay and um I can't imagine some of these not being fan favorite characters new original characters okay or or new takes on old characters it could be very cool so I bet it will I bet we see some nice some cool stuff maybe a couple of figures um but you know i think t0b1 is definitely going to be popular you could already say um i think the they're making the visual novel around the guy in the duel the uh, the rowan jedi and i guarantee he's going to have some merch you're going to ha- who wouldn't want an <laughs> action figure of him i know there's right? you know um going to be some cool I- like desktop background stills coming from this (laughs) i think the twins are going to have traditional um figures that's um you see that a lot that's true yeah um what else we got some graphic tees maybe oh yeah this think about how all of these things could go on a graphic tee this we're gonna have some cool stuff come out of this (laughs) that i might probably buy (laughs) so we'll see all right next and last studio is production IG. That one we can pronounce. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> this um, now, this one I'm I'm st- I'm looking ahead in your notes here. I recognize all of these that you listed. Yes. Uh, this is a big one. Yeah. This is probably the uh, the biggest on the list other than, you know, it's hard to say it because, you know, obviously um Kamikaze is huge. Trigger is huge. They've done a lot of stuff especially recently, but this one might have the biggest 
um, I guess what's the word? Uh, biggest like filmography, I guess, but it, that's definitely not the right word for it. But they have credits. They have the most credits. So um, they've done. They production IG usually has a lot of heavy themes, a lot of hum, um, what is it to be human, hu- humanity themes. Um, they've done Ghost in the Shell, which is ridiculously famous. It's an mm-hmm. a, um, action mecha police. Um, everyone's a cyborg, and somebody comes around. Inspiration for the Matrix. Right, Not comes only around hacking like, memories, like in visually too. Just some of the mm-hmm. like action scenes were yeah homages. In the Matrix were homages to. Um, Clear or my yeah. ghost in the shell. Mm-hmm. Um, Attack on Titan, which I think just wrapped, or they might be doing another season. I'm not sure. I I've only watched up until the beginning of season four on that one. Um, uh, I've, I saw season one. I really liked it, but it it's was fantastic. super depressing. Yeah. Oh, it, and, it only you know, gets worse. I watched it when that first season <laughs> aired, and then you know it was like, oh, season two is out, and I was like, I don't know if I can put myself through that yeah. right now. And now they're on season like what four? So I'm like, four oh, well, part two. I'll I wait think till they're ended. done and watch it all. So I have to just get myself mentally prepared for that (laughs) that one ended in cliffhangers every season it drove me freaking crazy so i just (laughs) i waited for a bit so uh i'll I'll finish it up when it's done but i'm um that one's great and if you guys don't know um giant titans attack the remnants of humanity and that has um action huge on mystery they're big on mystery um and production ig superpowers stuff like that fantasy Psychopaths is another sci-fi, just like Ghost in the Shell. It's a psychological thriller, a lot of action, and it's another, you know, what is it to be, um, what, maybe not human themes, but ethics, a lot of ethics in this one. And there's a system that um, has an objective means of determining the threat level of each civilian by studying their mental state. And that's super invasive, like way big brothery, and it's, again, another... Um, like more cerebral take on their genre, but they've also done um, a Neon Genesis and 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 Angelion movie, um, mm-hmm. the end of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've seen. Oh, I've that, heard that of gets, it. Yeah, I've seen the show, the whole show, and one of the movies. But I I kind of got lost in. I have to look it up. What the actual can, canon trajectory is. Um, because I know there were, I was a big fan of Evangelion up until the very end, and yeah, you know, I understand it. There was a budget thing, and um, it was more metaphorical, and I appreciate that. I get it, but it's not how I would have liked it to end. And I know they've addressed that another thing. So this has definitely been on my watch list. I just haven't gotten to it. They've also done a Batman show for Warner Brothers, just not even in anime. I think well, it was just, Arkham Knights, yeah. I think, is uh, um, Gotham Knight, Gotham I think, Knight. is an anthology series. So I think they did an episode oh, on that. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And lastly, another big one they did was Pokemon Origins. They did the story of Red, not of Ash, of Red from the oh, games yeah. throughout his adventure. That, that was yeah, a while ago. It was ago. pretty good. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And it was, it was the story of like the Pokemon games more close to the Red manga. Red and Blue, yeah. yeah. No, not close, less towards the manga, literally the trajectory of the games. And um, that one was, um, it wasn't super good, but it was really fun. I enjoyed it as a big Pokemon fan. So they're all over the place with what they do. They have, I think, their credits go for pages. And their, I, I think their most famous works are very metaphorical. There's a lot of heavy themes in them. They focus around humanity and ethics and stuff like that. So their episode is the ninth Jedi. Oh, and most of their stuff is either super gory or it's usually <laughs> in the R. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, right. So their episode in Visions is called The Ninth Jedi. Who are the other eight? No idea. But this one was originally a two-parter, so now it's one longer episode, so we still don't know what that means. And uh, it takes place after episode nine, and it is a, quote, galactic-level adventure, which sounds pretty good. And uh, it explores the future of the Jedi Knights after the fall of the New Order. So this is, yeah. Another one of those deep dives into the actual mm -hmm. canon of Star Wars. Right. So this is the new Jedi Order. So the ninth Jedi, maybe the... We don't even have eight at this point. It's just Rey and she... Like, who knows what this is going to be. Or maybe they find some people who didn't die. I mean, there could be an Ahsoka, old Ahsoka... 
or um, who else is still alive now? Oh, mm, mm, or um, who else could be alive? I, I don't know. Maybe they just make new characters. Who know? It could be. It's <laughs> true. And the animation for this one looks really cool. It looks uh, very fluid. It looks like a movie. This one might be. I doubt it's going to be a movie length, but maybe over an hour. That one be, could. You know. I'm excited for this one, but we don't have a lot of information on it. Little less than most of the other ones. That's keeping it close to the vest. Yeah, because I think but this it, was, I think, the finale one. Yeah, it's the big finale, huge studio, two-parter, basically a movie in its own right. So, mm-hmm. lots to dive into here. I'm super excited for it. Galactic-level adventure? I mean, come on. Yeah. The Jedi Knights, we may have multiple Jedi going on. This new order, I'm super pumped. And yeah, the Batman Gotham Knight thing is a is a movie, but it consists of six segments produced by Japanese animation studios, and Production IG was one of them. Wow! So, so this is not the first time something like this has happened. They did it with Batman. They did it with Batman. So you can. I might have to that's check on that HBO out. Yeah. Max right now. You can go watch it. Batman cool. Gotham Knight. It's an hour and fifteen minutes long. PG thirteen. Nice. But yeah, you could check that out. Um, so yeah, they've done things. We, we've seen some anthology stuff before, uh, but specifically with anime. No, specifically with Japanese animation studios use, utilizing um, themes from a Western. Um, and Kevin Conroy, by the way, voices trademark. Batman in it. So that's something else just hmm. so that you know. But anyway, but yeah. to bring it back to Star Wars, what a great line up a bunch of really exciting premises i know the trailer looked cool i'm looking forward to seeing some new jedi some new sith some new saber techniques and moves and stuff that's probably what i'm most looking forward to but you know i guess the question that you kind of teased earlier is how do we watch this subs or dubs that's a big question uh i think it's easy subs (laughs) you gotta watch subs now you got i think i'm i'm gonna watch both there's no way I'm not, because um, I'm if especially if it's binge worthy, they're releasing all of them at the same time, which is not I don't think confirmed, but I think it's probable at this point. I'm gonna blow through them and then I'll just watch them again with the dubs. But you got to start with the subs. That's my opinion. You can't not. I'm almost always subs before dubs, but in some cases, like say Studio Ghibli or say Dragon Ball Z or something, where they have a really talented voice acting cast come in, it's tempting, especially with this. Like, I understand the that. twins with Neil Patrick Harris and Allison Brie. Like, I'm but gonna watch that. I'm gonna yes. watch the dub of that. But I, uh... I, I think what I think it's yeah. You you just watch. Maybe watch See, some of them twice. Subs and here's dubs. what I think. I think you are. I think Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, Studio Ghibli. You saw all of those when you were a kid. You have something in your brain wants you to watch them and enjoys the dub more. But I think the dub is not as good. I, don't I think know. some dubs are it, excellent. With Dragon Ball is my preferred way to watch. It is because the voices I think sound better. They fit the characters yeah, better. Exactly. But but the the script is weirder. It's not like the one of the, my uh, issues with that is um there was I, and I haven't watched Super yet or what, what was the one There's it Kai. Was like, Kai, Kai. I haven't watched Kai, but Kai was like a re-release of right. Z. And I don't know if they changed the script back to what it should be because one of the standout problems with me is um, when Goku first goes Super Saiyan, he goes on his whole Superman speech. They change Goku's character in uh, completely from the Japanese to the English. He's like basically Earth superhero, Superman, that wants to save the day, and he's always the good guy. In the, the, um, the uh, Japanese version, he's kind of a jerk that goes out of his way to like fight people and like think about the stuff he does he he doesn't have that superman speech he gives cell a sensu bean he ditches his family to fight he's not a, he's a good guy but he's not a super good guy he's not as like he the uh, pursuit of fighting and improving his ability to fight is, is his reason to live yeah. right and so, it in he the, almost in like the, develops yeah. a friendly relationship with his enemies because they like inspire him in a way right but anyway we're not here to talk about dragon ball no or but Z, Kai, I don't know. super we'll watch the subs 
We'll watch the dubs. We'll report I'm gonna watch back both for sure. Um, I wonder what the default will be. I think they're gonna default dubs. Uh, I, sh- I think, I think they be, should. I think they're pushing the dubs on this one, but we'll see. Uh, no, original trailer came out in Japanese, mm. and then the dub it comes out as dubbed trailer. I think they're going to be. Huh, I, I think they would get push. to. Yeah, I think they should put it in Japanese first, and then let you switch it. Make it very easy and obvious to switch, because I understand most people won't want to watch it like that, and that's fine. But um, I think it is. I think they're. they're Disney too is too aware of people getting mad on Twitter over something stupid and the (laughs) default not being Japanese could get people riled up and I mean the first quote they put on here mentions a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars so if you know cultural perspectives are important to you then you'd think subs would be a priority to like have it in to have the shows in Japanese. Right. But the worldwide audience is different than the American audience. You know, they hate, American audiences hate subtitles for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't really get I, it. But. I don't know. Like, in this day and age, I know so many people that watch with captions on it. So it's basically well, like. Well, that's because sound design is horrible now, Charles. <laughs> oh, I, that's boy. a whole nother conversation. Don't get me started on modern sound design and sound editing. <laughs> trash. Oh, boy. But yeah. for now, guys, you know what's not trash? Star Wars visions that we think were super hyped. I, yeah, I don't think this can be bad. Get on this the hype is not train, everybody. Yeah. We're going. F- we're watching Japanese anime anthology series through the lens of Star Wars, mm-hmm. or you know, it's the other way around. I don't know. But the point is, it's very exciting. September twenty second, everybody. Just a few weeks away. You're not gonna want to miss it. And we will be here to talk through every episode, depending on yeah. like how long the episodes are, how much there is to say. We might group them up or something, but yeah, we're not sure yet. At the longest, one episode a week on Tuesdays. It's not like Bad Batch Tuesdays will be Visions Tuesdays, and it will be yeah for at least nine weeks, unless they're like I don't know, you know, ten unless they're really short films. I'm hoping they're at minimum. You know, 25 minutes apiece. Yeah, they say, and like, this do... one was combined into two and is an hour long, so I'm willing no, to... No, never, no one said an hour. I said I hope it's an hour. Oh, I was just looking at your notes that says it's an hour. <laughs> oh, maybe it did say Oh, no, say you that said then. now one long episode. Yeah. I just right. saw the number one and long and thought it was one hour <laughs> long. Okay, so yeah, there's no, yeah. no mentions of time right. anywhere. But it could be, you know, if... Like, I'm just going to go by Love, Death, and Robots, which had some that were like 10 minutes and some that were like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm expecting somewhere around there. I know animation's hard to make. Yeah. So Yeah, I, but this is like th- throwing it at Star Wars. I'm hoping the average is like 40 minutes and the last one's like an hour and 20. That would be like awesome. That's a lot of animation. <laughs> I know, but it's but remember, it's other than the two studios and they're big studios, so they can handle multiple projects. It's one episode. They had like I don't know how long they had to work on it. Just one episode, forty minutes for each studio. That's not bad. It's no, really not it's that not bad. Bad, but doesn't it take like you know years? Yeah, know. years to make an animated movie, depending on your approach. Like <laughs> I'm not sure. Like. You know, we were talking about Miyazaki, yeah. and he's back in action, but it's taking years to make this movie. Cause well, he's his own guy. That's why they didn't ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would have come out in 2030. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so great concept, great studios, great yeah. episode ideas. We hope mm-hmm. that this got you hyped. Maybe if you weren't super knowledgeable about anime or about visions at all this you may have heard something that you liked Mm -hmm. and yeah we're open to discourse over on twitter at roger roger pod on instagram at roger roger pod um derek anything else that we want to say about star wars visions before we Uh, just one more thing yeah it was just that if you're spec um if you're a little apprehensive about watching it because it's anime based I wouldn't go through it with that lens. Oh, although if you're <laughs> listen, we should have probably started the episode with this. Everybody that's still listening <laughs> probably is a big anime fan, but that's neither here nor well, there. Well, you can use this when you're trying to convince others to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Us as the fans now, deep in the yeah. episode, <laughs> need to go out and recruit others. <laughs> others, to, right? Um, because this, I think, it, it'll be 
one, you don't need to know too much of the lore. You could jump right into a story, which is kind of something Star Wars is aware of nowadays. It's that you don't need to come in with you know, studying the lore beforehand. Just jump in and enjoy it. If you catch the references and you catch where it is in the timeline, great, but you don't need it. You have just a general broad sense of what Star Wars is about is enough. And I think coming, avoiding it because of an anime, it's an anime and not a cartoon or not a CGI or not live action. I think hopefully listening to some of our responses or you guys if you're trying to convince somebody talk about like maybe more of the themes like hey this studio works on this and this episode is could be like this and that wow that actually is a really cool idea you know i i recommended an anime to somebody without telling them it was an anime and just going over the presence uh the pre um the like the plot and stuff it was actually full metal alchemist and they're like wow that's really cool <laughs> and then they looked it up and they're like it's an anime i'm like you said it was cool just try it and then they loved it so that's a very common a common occurrence so you don't have to be that sneaky but i think for me what yeah for me it's look this is gonna be art it's gonna be like works of art you're getting people doing what they love being empowered with creative freedom mm -hmm. to make art and that's all i need to be told and they're top to tier invested. guys yeah exactly so it's exciting it, mm -hmm. it's just a fun break and i've all like we've talked about this before about how trying to tell a star wars story in canon can almost be super restrictive because it's like okay great like where's luke skywalker during all of this it's like how is this character going to do anything relevant during right. that like now even why though... isn't this character in this <laughs> circumstance yeah like, exactly you know exactly you can't even make new characters without coming like, up with a reason Yoda they're not in the move during the movie timelines and things Ahsoka. like that yeah. where's Ahsoka yeah. in a new hope exactly so it can be restrictive and then it's like okay if we're making a movie like we have to have Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and we have to bring them all back and they all have to be related to each other it's like oh I'm the daughter of uh, I'm the daughter of of Luke Skywalker oh my god well, they it's didn't like, need to do that I know, they didn't but, need to but, <laughs> but um Anyway, you throw all that out the window. And that's something I thought Star Wars has needed to do for a long time. It's like you need to tell mm -hmm. fresh, new, original stories. Unburden yourself from the chain of that is the canon of the immediate films that everyone knows and start making new stuff. So who knows? Depending on how this goes, maybe we'll see some more out there stuff. Maybe we'll see some more. I'm looking forward to I want to see some like, you know, more mature stuff. I want to see like action. I want to see like blood and horror and <laughs> hey i mean if anybody yeah if anybody's gonna do that we might get they it might out of some in here in visions but I, I mean half of these studios are their ratings is like 17 plus and up you know it's they're not unfamiliar with you know gore and what i mean kill a kill the whole power level thing was based off blood Right. And like using blood as a power source, like we might yeah, get like some real action in some of these. Are the weapon, but they need to like you need to give them your blood every time you want to use them. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it but was something. Yeah. Anyway, not to get derailed, we're already you know maxed out on time here, guys. Yeah. Just saying, we're super looking forward to visions. Go tell your friends to watch. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, go follow and talk to us on social media at Roger Roger Pod. And then go out and spread the good word of Star Wars. Yeah, what's Vision's your favorite game? episode that you're looking what's forward to based on our description? You yep, know? yep. Whose anime studio, which anime studio are you excited to see dip their toes in the Star Wars universe? What episode? Or concept? one that you really wished was in it. Yep, yep, yep. That we'll, got left we'll, out. We'll be there waiting to have these conversations with you on the Twitter sphere at Roger Roger Pod. Don't forget to go do that. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And Derek, is there anything else we need to say before we wrap it up today? Not at all. Not at all. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening all the way to the end. You guys are awesome. See you again next week. And looking forward to discussing visions with everybody. Yeah. See you guys next time. Goodbye. Roger, roger. Roger, roger.
Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.